This is the Rhythm Authors Podcast for February 7th, 2011, Episode 9, Podcast of Jericho. Welcome to the ninth episode of the Rhythm Authors Podcast. I'm your host, Mistaken. Today I'm joined by Sound Defense, as always. Hi, Hi, Internet. We only have one more episode until we're double digits. Yeah, I know. It's exciting. We're going to be able to... Something. (laughs) What happens (laughs) when you're 10? I don't know. You're in grade school. You get in trouble. Mm. get in trouble a lot. Look forward to being 12. We're going to be in trouble. (laughs) Today we're joined by Matt from Rose of Jericho. Hey guys, how's it going? More guests. As many guests as we can get. Uh, yay, guest rule. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. Big shoes to fill after mega pops, mega punk star Jeff Webster of Single White Infidel from the last episode. <laughs> yes, uh, I'll do my best though. So, just do a quick interview with uh, Mr. Matt. Of Rose of Jericho, Mr. Jericho. <laughs> Just kidding. Um, I have a fascination with uh, where band names come from. So, interested in knowing the origin of Rose of Jericho as the band name. Right. Um, well, it's. Uh, I should probably make up a story because the actual <laughs> place that we got it is. Uh, not that fantastic. I mean, it sounds like a great name, right? It should have a great story by, behind it. But the truth really is, is um, it was an ingredient on uh, Andrea, our our singers. She had a bottle of hand cream, and uh, one of the ingredients was Rose of Jericho. And uh, I, I took the bottle from her. I was like, for real? I don't even know what that is. But uh, it would make an awesome band name. <laughs> I and so, yeah, that's where we got it. <laughs> I don't disagree. I think it's actually kind of cool. I though it does make me wonder: is there a Jericho plant? Well, the the Rose of Jericho is it is a plant. Um, oh, it's, it's the entire thing. Yeah, it's it's a tumbleweed basically. Awesome. And uh, <laughs> apparently, they call it a resurrection plant because it can be totally dead, and if you pour water on it, it comes back to life. So interesting. You can actually see time lapses of this on YouTube if you search for uh, Rose of Jericho. <laughs> May have to do that. That's a little bit creepy, actually. It's this thing that doesn't <laughs> die. It's it's very creepy, actually, when you when you look at it because it looks nothing like a rose. I'm gonna start my Rose of Jericho fan YouTube where I just pour water on those and then play your music behind it. <laughs> It'll be the most enlightening five minutes of your life. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, now that we have a brighter picture on that, uh, what about the influences that inspire you guys as a band? Well, um, I guess most of my influences really came from the nineties. Uh, I listened to a lot of Metallica. I listened to Soundgarden and Rush and Alice in Chains. And, uh, I guess that's kind of where my guitar playing comes from. And then Andrea, on the other hand, she's got a much more pop background. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I'm trying to think of who her influences are because I don't listen to any of them. <laughs> uh, I think Paula Cole is one of them. And, uh, you know, all those chick singers, I just kind of group them into one bunch. <laughs> well, it's, a good, it's, it's interesting that you come from different sort of backgrounds, but it all sort of melds together, I think. Really yeah, well. it kind of it gives us a little bit different sound. I mean, and for some people, they either really dig it or they really don't like it. I mean, one of the <laughs> most common things I get is, wow, your, your singer doesn't sound like she should be in your band. Or <laughs> they say... Yeah, I really like it. I haven't I haven't heard anything like it before. It's it's just different. I do have to admit when the uh when the network was coming out, uh and Rhythm Authors had the first Rose of Jericho song, Buried Cold, yeah. coming out. Uh that was one of the things that made me go, Oh, Rock Band Network's gonna be awesome. Because oh really? I really, I really <laughs> liked that song. Well, it, it's it it was cool. It was it felt like we were providing you know new and exciting stuff through this new and exciting uh, venue. And up to that point, it sort of felt like everyone was sort of like, "Yo, we can get the hardest songs in the world in this game." <laughs> Which <laughs> it yeah, was, it was refreshing to see a band that was like, I don't know, they're just a band who write really good music. I don't know. Yeah, actually, that was kind of a concern that I I had when we first put out some songs because we nothing we do is killer. I mean, it's <laughs> it's alternative and pop rock basically, and there's right like a beautiful machine. I I really pushed the the difficulty barrier there just to get us something that was a little bit more difficult. I don't know. The drums on that look pretty tough. Yeah, well, you you generally got you know difficult vocals going on. I I believe "Take Me Away" ended up being top tier vocals, if I recall. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, um, I guess the one advantage I thought we had was uh, uh for vocalists, um, we would definitely be a band that they would be interested in downloading. So, and I think there's more guitar and drum songs that are. Uh, really technical and difficult and not as many vocal songs that are uh, more technical and interesting. So we, we added that to the network at least. Right. Also, uh, I guess in the effort of full disclosure, I don't know, because Rhythm Authors is author two of your songs, but the rest of them were done by yourself, right? Right, yeah. Is there any big reason for that, or that, that was the one question I was going to ask, and you totally stole it. <laughs> Boom. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but what sort of led to that decision, basically? I'm interested. Well, I guess it was. I always thought the network as an idea was pretty cool. On um, the idea that you could, uh, and especially the venue. I really like doing venues, be able to take your song and it's kind of like making your own music video because you can, you can do the lights and you can do the camera angles and you can make everybody look really cool and stuff. So, um, kind of from the very beginning, I wanted to at least give it a shot and, and, uh, see if I could make it happen. And as I started doing it more, I just, I found out I really like doing this. This is, this is fun. It's, it's, it's a cool creative outlet. Yeah, it's interesting to hear you say that you really like doing venue. I feel like that's one of those things that people sort of are like, uh, now I gotta do venue. Do venue. Oh, yeah, it's... Uh, while I'm doing it, there's a lot of 
foul language, especially with <laughs> with the RB2 audition mode and basically, okay, I've changed a spotlight and now I've got to fast forward through four minutes of song so I can see this one spotlight effect. And if it's no good, well, you got to recompile the whole thing and re-upload the thing. That Yeah. I, well, the benefit of the, uh, the new system is that you can skip ahead more rapidly, which is good. And is there rewind now? I thought there is rewind. There is rewind now. You guys are getting ahead of me. You're getting ahead of the system. Okay. I know. No news. No news. Stop news. <laughs> okay. Sorry. We'll do news later. Um. <laughs> this was a sneak peek of the news portion of the podcast. We really need to come up with news music. Anyway. Yeah. Well, that's that's all I know about the patch. So you, you don't need to worry about me. <laughs> um. So, taking a step back, what got you into Rock Band in the first place? Probably, uh, I play guitar in Rosa Jericho, but I do have a drum set, and I love it dearly. And um, the only problem with it is it's very loud. (laughs) And uh, uh, when I saw a Rock Band and the drum kit and the thought of being able to play drums to my favorite songs and not wake up everybody within two blocks of me was very, very appealing. So when I saw it come out, I went and bought it and started playing uh, Say It Ain't So immediately, and I thought it was awesome. It's interesting that uh, all three of us here are, I would assume, primarily drum players for rock band. <laughs> yeah, I, th- I enjoyed the most. I mean, I guess... Uh, compared to the the other guests you've had, I never played Guitar Hero, not not once. Um, I don't know why. I guess maybe because I played real guitar. I did try it, and it felt just really strange to me. I couldn't I couldn't feel it all at all. Even today, when I do play the the rock band guitars, I use a pick because I can't I can't figure out a technique to move that stupid paddle and make it work. <laughs> Yeah, that is that is interesting. I think uh, pretty much everyone else we've had on has had some sort of Guitar Hero legacy to them. Even uh, even Jeff, who basically said that he didn't like Guitar Hero, <laughs> he still had a legacy to it, though, which is interesting. So now we know what got you into Rock Band. I assume, like, how how did you get into creators through? I assume through Rhythm Authors, but I don't know how they got to you. Um. God, I'm trying to remember. <laughs> no pressure. Yeah. I do remember seeing the announcement of, hey, get your band and your songs into rock band. And I thought that was freaking awesome. Um, I had actually, like, three months before they made the announcement, I had made a video of Buried Cold... <laughs> being played by rock band characters and so i i filmed i figured out like three or four songs that were the same tempo and i filmed these four songs at different venues and then i just pieced the whole thing together that might be, that and might be the craziest thing that's pretty God, awesome i gotta tell you out of the guests that's it's still on our YouTube channel, and and today it it's no big deal. It just looks like a preview for Buried Cold. But if at the time, I I pieced this whole thing together from other songs, and uh, it looks pretty good. I I was even impressed with how well it turned out. I even got some of the lip syncing down. For us, it sort of reminds but, me of Saint Sanders on YouTube, but 
in sort of reverse. <laughs> um. So yeah, when I I heard the announcement, I wanted to get in at any cost. Um. So I wrote. I want to say I wrote HMX Henry, and he wrote back. He mentioned you guys and a couple other people because it was in beta. Right. And uh, I was not in the beta. I was angry for months over that. <laughs> but uh, then and I contacted JC shortly after that and said, hey, I want to be in Rock Band Network. I'll sell my soul to you. <laughs> and here's Barry Cold. Check it out. And he liked it. And that's that's where we went from there. One, uh, I'm not sure how I feel about people saying that they sold their soul to my boss, but <laughs> no, do, do, oh, he, do we still have it? <laughs> yeah, do we have? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I think according to the contract, you only have fifty percent of it. Uh, Fair enough. Fifty percent. Fifty percent of the thirty percent of the whatever. Anyway. Yeah, the other seventy percent is Microsoft. <laughs> right. Um, now that you've been through the process a couple times, I'm interested in what your favorite and least favorite parts are. Of putting your song through the network. Um, you know, probably the guitar and the bass authoring. I still struggle with that to this day. As your least um, favorite? Yeah. Hmm. I, and I think it's partly because when I try and author a guitar part, I. I know what the actual chords are, so I try and translate how your fingers would be onto the buttons of the the rock band guitar, and it doesn't always work out so great. Or if it does, it's just not how you do it. it. You come out with these chord progressions that are just not how the other songs are done. Right. So it's it's extremely frustrating to me. It makes me angry. <laughs> um the probably the next worst thing is the vocals just because Andrea sings all over the damn place. I imagine that has to take some time. Yeah, just getting all the pitches and the connecting the words, which is why when I first put up a song, if you ever look at the lyrics on the page, like half the words aren't connected because there's so many pluses after the syllable because it changes pitches so many times that I forget to push dashes and <laughs> yeah but uh other than that yeah probably the guitar bass authoring is the part i like the least strangely enough i don't mind the play testing part what about your uh favorite parts though uh the drum part i always like always like doing that <laughs> authoring the drums to it yeah and then um i mean i kind of enjoy the play test process letting other people take a look at it, uh, trading notes, um, improving it. I mean, it's, it's a lengthy process, but I kind of enjoy the community aspect of it, being able to interact with people and getting different opinions. And I mean, for me, I think that's kind of what makes it makes RBN cool and fun is you submit your song and then there's a bunch of people that after a while you get to know, and you work with them to get the song through, and they they help you along the way. I've always been impressed with uh, the, the quality of the community at Creators. So it's sort of impressive to me after I don't know after spending so much time on other forums. <laughs> yeah, there's some pretty dedicated people 
but that really put in a lot of time and effort to to get high quality stuff out. Mm-hmm. I've, I've always liked that. How like you would think that giving creative control to the general internet is you know a terrible idea, but it, we've you know they really do a good job with it. We get like all sorts of quality charts. The vast majority of them are done extremely well. Well, let's be let's be honest. The general internet they can afford a hundred dollars. That, that's true. I I guess that. I guess that's really key to the whole thing. So. I guess, in that sense, creators is a bit of a gated community. <laughs> right. I mean, I mean, and I think I've voiced this before on the site. It's that's not a bad thing. It kind of, kind of makes people that are really wanting to commit. If you got to drop your hundred bucks, then you're probably more committed than somebody that just signed up and is looking to just, I don't know, download songs and play them. Yeah, definitely. Um, for our last question, uh, just want to know if you've had a chance to play a lot of Rock Band 3 and what your thoughts on it were. You know, I really like Rock Band 3. Um, I don't know. It's it's just Rock Band 2 with a bunch of improvements to it. Um, I think they've really made an outstanding game here. Um the part that I'm not as crazy about is of the three games, I think it has the weakest set list. Hmm. Um, I mean, there's some songs on there that I really like. There's also some songs I think are either kind of strange or they feel like they're the, the third choice. Like they've got some <laughs> B 52 songs and they, they used all the good ones for RB one and RB two. And now they've got this one left and Hang they kind of tossed it. Onto the set list. You will not make fun of Rock Lobster in my presence. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I think Harmonics has a tendency to go for the less obvious choices in their music, at least for the on disc stuff. But I actually really think uh, it works well in the end. Like when they chose any way you want it for Rock Band Two, I think that was a better choice than just straight up putting "Don't Stop Believing" on there. Yeah, and I agree. And um, I mean, any way you want it, I think is a, it's an awesome song too. Mm-hmm. There's uh, the drum part is fun. The the guitar parts are fun. I felt kind of on some of these songs, and I'm, I'm not trying to be critical of any of these. It's <laughs> it's just because Rock Band One and Rock Band Two, the set lists were outstanding. Mm-hmm. I mean, they were just the songs one after another. You could just cue up, you do the endless set list, and every song is like, well, this is awesome. Um. This one, sometimes it kind of felt either you'd get a song and the parts were kind of repetitive, or it's just not quite as catchy as some of the other stuff. Interesting. I'm not sure if I'm just blinded by the fact that I have pro drums now, but uh, I don't know. I hear a lot of people talk about the set list and how they didn't like it, but uh, for me, I've enjoyed playing through the Rock Band 3 set list a lot more than I did this, the Rock Band 2 set list. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> I'm not sure for whatever reason. <laughs> I can't really put it into words, but I do really enjoy three. I don't know. Maybe, maybe it's just because I spent so much time on Rock Band Two. Um, <laughs> I mean, like the the devil tiered song drum songs on Rock Band Two. Man, we played them over and over and over again. Panic Attack, right. Painkiller, Colony of Birchman. It was just we could line them up and play them. Right. And I went through the the devil tiered on Rock Band Three. And I mean, I'm not crazy about the fish song. Um, <laughs> I, they do sort the, of. <laughs> I mean, the Avenged the Avenged Sevenfold song is cool. I, I enjoyed that. Um, it does sort of peak a lot lower. 
in terms of difficulty for them. Yeah. Right. Right. Which and, I can certainly understand as a as a critique. Right. I mean, it's kind of like you had you got a what Anthrax is the really fast speed song on this Devil Tiered, and then in uh, what Rock Band Two is Battery by Metallica, which I don't know. I guess I I listen a lot more Metallica, but I thought when you line each of the similar songs up on Rock Band Two versus Rock Band Three in the Double Tier, it just felt like Rock Band Two was the songs were just slightly better. That's of course my opinion. Well, right, obviously, yeah. yeah. But I was I was asking for it. So, <laughs> uh, you're gonna say anything, sound defense? Uh, I w- I was just going to say that. Uh, well, I don't know. Well, most of the songs, I guess, the Devil Tier. It feels like the Criterion has been lowered a little bit for Rock Band Three. Like, like a large amount of uh, disco beat songs. They're Devil Tier mostly just because they are disco beat. There's only this one song that's disco beat. That's Devil Tier and Rock Band. No, there's like th- I swear there's three or four. It's like Crazy Maybe. Train, Smoke on the Water. All right, Crazy Train has some really tough fills in it. Yeah, Smoke on the Water okay, has crazy that really legitimate. stupid has that really stupid blue hi hat stuff. Uh, Viva la Resistance. That song's just hard. <laughs> I don't care what anyone says. Okay. Oh, okay, and whatever. I can see for miles. Oh. Oh, that song's that. That, uh, that was song that was a bad who jokes in my opinion. I that, love that, that song. That's like it's one, a one great of my song. Songs. But it the drum part drives me nuts. Uh, drum part Just, drives me nuts because there's something wrong with the timing. I swear to God. Really? Yeah, it's it's like I need a metronome to keep up with that song. It's I, I don't know. You do have a metronome. It's called the kick pedal. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. If only yeah, you could yeah, keep yeah. time. Yeah. That's, <laughs> true. that's it. I think Llama's harder than anything on Rock Band too. But I don't know how relevant that is to this conversation. Not very. Llama's pretty tough though. It, it is. Um. Well, then, with the interview over, let's jump into news. This is the part where we would play news music if we had it. Sound offense, um, how much do you love MTV? Uh, I, I can't say I have a huge love for MTV. Sorry, MTV, but it's skins, really? How much, do you, <laughs> how much would you pay for a Jersey Shore video game? Oh, boy. I, I, I think I need to know what it'd be like first. It'd be like the show, but a video game form. Uh, <laughs> get it into the bargain bin, and then we'll talk. Well, I got bad news for you. Well, what's that? That game's never coming. Oh, you gotta be, you gotta be MT- kidding me! MTV Games is shutting down. No Jersey Shore, the video game. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I was crushed as well. But yeah, so. To the surprise of nobody, <laughs> MTV Games now without Harmonix is shutting their doors. What what other games did they have? Uh, they made before they bought Harmonix. They made like a music creation game that was really bad. Really? But other than okay. that, I don't think they had anything. <laughs> yeah, huh. they were sort of riding on Harmonix for everything. So, well, and let's be fair, it was beneficial for both of them. <laughs> it, yeah. <laughs> it's very beneficial for harmonics it was beneficial for MTV games but yes, no more MTV games Rockman 4 will be VH1 games? no they're owned by the same company so no probably not unfortunate, but in good news we have a Rockman 3 patch to talk about sound defense what do you want to start with? this patch is gigantic uh Boy, oh boy! I don't think I want to start with 
the Rock Band Network thing just yet. Let's get some of this other stuff out of the way. Uh, one one thing I noticed is that you remember when uh, Rock Band Three came out and everyone said there's a whole bunch of songs that they can't play, like stuff by Anvil and Dinosaur Junior. Yes. Yeah, you I can have pl- that problem because I have the Anvil pack. <laughs> you can play those again. Hooray! Huzzah! That also includes uh, the one song that this affects for me, though I'm sure it affects like 70% of people who play Rock Band. You can play Afterlife again. Well, that's... All right, here's the thing about Afterlife. Yeah? You could play Afterlife before. <laughs> really? Uh, the I was only, about to say, I played it. The only w- way that Afterlife was broken was if you exported it off of the Metal Track Pack. Oh, really? Weird. I know, but there's like some weird thing with that, so yeah. That's quite mysterious. But yes, if you did that, Afterlife's back. Basically any song that was missing for a glitchy reason is back. Yeah, unfortunately the songs that were missing for uh, bureaucratic reasons are still gone. Unfortunate. Um, Sound effects, we can now do breakneck speed in practice mode. How excited are you as a drummer? Uh, I gotta be honest, <laughs> I don't use breakneck speed, like, ever. As a drummer? As a drummer, think? I never use it, I can't Who stand it. Who would ever think? Yeah, I can't stand it either. Yeah, I, <laughs> I used it once for a panic attack video, and I haven't really used it ever since. I cannot understand. If mi- breakneck speed on drums makes me feel like I'm constantly running while I'm trying to play drums. I know, it's, I, I can't really... It's just I don't have enough advance warning of what's going to come up, and that's something that's really important for me. Yes. Um. So I, this is kind of interesting. When you guys are playing, where on the track are your eyes? What are you looking at? Um. For me, it depends on how much I have to pay attention. <laughs> if the beat's yeah. really simple, I could probably close my eyes and play it. Well, but you, oh, oh, that's let's, not let's the question. Assume... You don't do that. <laughs> Let's assume you're sight reading something. All right, it's it's you know it's part way up the chart. You're not looking at the 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 strike line. You're looking upwards. Yeah, yeah for me for me it feels like between a third and halfway up the chart. Right. Unless I'm yeah, doing okay. something that requires really specific timing, in which case my eyes are very close to the strike line. And now that the note highway is more opaque, mm-hmm. we can look further down. It's really great if you're a fan of pro keys like I am, because some of the <laughs> venues just made those notes virtually disappear. Have you uh, have you seen any of the comparison shots, Matt? No, I haven't. It's night and day how different they are right now. <laughs> really? It's, it's astounding how much they just bumped up the opaqueness to the point that it almost looks like it just cuts off at the end instead of fading out. Well, because... In Rock Band 3, I'm trying to remember, the, the note lanes were, tr- they're kind of transparent, right? Yeah, well, they've always been transparent. Well, like in Rock, if you look at Rock Band 2, they look, the lanes look black. And then yeah. in Rock Band 3, they kind of looked kind of of a dark gray, I guess. Yeah, I think that probably didn't help things. Yeah. And I guess, so now are they back to the dark black again? Um, I think, I mean, the highway's still the same color. But it's sort of instead of fading, instead of fading into the background, it sort of fades into a black and the background. Oh, okay. It's kind of interesting. It, it fades into the background. <laughs> I thought yeah, you were gonna I, make a, I thought you were gonna make a Metallica, Metallica joke, but instead, no, no, I'm not. I didn't fade to background. <laughs> Coined the term background. Thank you very much. Yeah. 
Um, is there anything else that we want to touch on before we get to the Rock Band Network? Um, I know there's just a bunch of whole random odds and ends. Apparently, voice chat is fixed, audio uh, online has been fixed. A lot of PS3 fixes. They fix the uh, the audio distortion when you play keys. Did you ever see a video for that? I never did, but now I'm interested. <gasps> no, it's terrifying. <laughs> I would never play keys. So what is it? Is it just kind of buzz, or what does it do? It meant like, you know how? All right, you know how you get really bad feedback from feedback from a guitar sometimes if you're too close to the amp. Yeah, yeah. Imagine that, and like the loudest feedback you've ever had. Wow, that sounds horrifying. Exactly. That would really change uh, Bohemian Rhapsody, wouldn't it? (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. it was. It's ear piercing. I was like, wow. So I'm glad that's fixed. <laughs> yeah, there there are th- three things in particular that I want to touch on that are pretty awesome. Uh, firstly, uh, vocal overdrive can now be deployed with a button, and that th- I found that really interesting because now we can just squeeze like crazy on vocals. We I think. Oh, I guess you do play vocals, don't you? I every once in a while. I I say we to refer to anyone who cares. I guess. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, secondly, the stage kit has been re-implemented to some sort degree. Of. Yeah, sort of it, it works oh, with the old sweet. stuff but so we have fog again oh <laughs> fog again uh, i remember when we were doing rock band network stuff in the beginning and we were like how could you imagine if we had control over the fog machine oh god <laughs> it would just it would just be so, somebody would just do like infinity fog it would be like devon townsend or it somebody would, it'd be us don't lie like you would absolutely yes. do that the fog would turn on and five minutes later it would turn off <laughs> <laughs> that was a great song. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and you, I, I, you, uh, you can set off the uh, smoke alarm with a fog machine. We we've done it. <laughs> you really? Nice. It's got to be pretty thick though. <laughs> it's pretty awesome. right, and the thing I care about, uh, there's a feature that we were promised that's finally been implemented. You can now, if you're playing keyboard, you can activate overdrive with a pedal. That was promised. That was promised from the very start. I don't remember that. I, I remember I remember hearing about it way back at like E3 when I was playing this song. Interesting. Well, in, in either case, it's awesome. If I had a pedal here, I would try it. Yeah. Is, no, it, is it just the drum pedal? Yeah, just I the drum pedal would yeah. be fine. Okay. Yeah, I need to bring a drum pedal up here so I can test it. Have you tested it out, Sound Defense? I haven't yet. I mean, like, I just noticed this, like, earlier today. So, Do you, th- do you think this gives more credence to people that play with two hands? I think a little bit. I think this is like harmonic sort of legitimizing the option to play with two hands. Like, if you want to do it, go ahead. We're okay with it. Um, on a, as a side note, uh, I play. I put up a video of something bigger, something brighter, which has those octaves in it. Yeah. On the keyboard, and someone, uh, I play it with one hand, and someone's like, "Yo, you should just play that with two hands." <laughs> and I was like. <laughs> You're the opposite of everyone else. <laughs> you just can't <laughs> win. No matter what I do, someone will be upset with me. <laughs> but let's get to audition mode. Yes. Audition mode 2.0 is out. And it works. Out. Kind of. It, it, it works <laughs> quite well. It, I works, say. it works once you fix it. <laughs> yeah. So we're not going to get into that because it's kind of technical and weird, but... Okay, hold on here. So someone that... (laughs) Maybe we'll explain it to Matt later. (laughs) Someone that is currently patchless 
<laughs> so you don't just download the patch and audition mode works? Well, I guess audition mode works. I'm thinking about Magma 2.0 when it goes into audition mode. Oh, oh okay. yeah. There, there is an issue with a getting weird. the music to sound right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I will explain it later. Yeah. Okay. Because it's kind of, it's weird. It is, and the people with the podcast are not interested. No, so. but <laughs> this long, ridiculously huge intro. <laughs> um, what do you, like, 2.0, like, everything... The controller does so many things now, I have no idea what it does. Yeah, I I saw a diagram at one point that showed all the things the controller did, and it's just like everything was mapped to something. I'm honestly considered print, printing it out so that I can actually play test properly once this new network starts. Yeah, I was, I was pressing buttons. I was trying to find the rewind, and I'm just turning on since, turning off since. Things are happening for reasons it's trying to activate overdrive and like slow down the lane on accident <laughs> like i don't know <laughs> well it's so have you tried a have you tried a pro keys song in audition mode and, and yes uh, we, we have looked at a few pro keys songs awesome says yeah we're not allowed to talk about them but i i haven't as of the recording of this podcast yeah by the time this comes out probably could you'll you'll know what we're referring to and but those those we've only had a few to work with and it's sort of like they're really difficult so it's sort of hard to try it out properly so to to that extent no i guess we haven't had a great trying out experience with pro keys and audition mode but i want to see where people will be going with it yes and thankfully keys has that pitch thing for testing Mm-hmm. That that will be helpful. And uh, vocals has the same thing too, which is great news for me because I like to focus on vocals when I do my playtesting and peer reviews, which is a rarity. Yeah, well, I don't know. It's something that I'm good at, and I can usually find something wrong, and it makes me feel like you know I've contributed. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Well, rewind. We got rewind. So that's true. Got rewind. Also. We have the oh yeah that was one of the things I stumbled across while I was trying to figure out what the controller was doing. Oh, yeah. uh, left trigger uh, brings up different video options, so you can, like view like just the guitarist or just the guitarist lip sync. Oh yeah, oh, wow. lip, li- we can now check lip sync, and I think we were all very worried that people were just going to abuse this terribly. But here's the weird thing: you can't watch the drummer's animations. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> They're not an option when you there's, toggle through. You can they're watch, the most blatant animation there is. I know. You can watch the guitarists, you can watch the bassists, you can watch the vocals, and you can watch the drummer's lip sync. The, the drummer's <laughs> lips? <laughs> what? But you Look, can't watch his drums. Because every Rosa Jericho song I put out has the drummer singing in it. Yeah. yeah they've done that a couple times with like rap songs and stuff so. right actually uh in uh bohemian rhapsody well, one, the drummer sings galileo <laughs> once fat lip comes out <laughs> we'll finally be able to use it anyway. so every button does something huh on the controller uh, pretty I think much every button does more things than one i think they should just turn audition mode into a first person shooter and then so right zooms in what Y cycles through your weapons. I'm just waiting for the connect support. Okay. God, what a nightmare. She's. <laughs> I don't know. I think that'd be kind of awesome. <laughs>
Netflix, and this week we have every song ever coming out ever, ever, <laughs> ever. So I, am, I am not going through all of them. <laughs> there, there's something like 25 songs that have been put out since uh, we last podcasted. So yes, go to, just go to rhythmauthors.com, sort by songs and release date, and figure it out for yeah. yourself. Yeah, though there, I think there are a couple of songs that have come out that mistaken is particularly invested in yes two of my own songs actually have uh released and onto the network so you should both buy, you should buy you should both buy them no you should buy them you both sh- you sh- both should buy them both if there are two of you listening right now only two i think he's both. talking to us <laughs> <laughs> yeah i'm just talking to you too <laughs> uh, okay but yeah but two of my songs have come out one of them which i'm going to talk about today later but before we get to that i want to talk about matt about talk blah. I want to talk to Matt about the songs that he chose and why he chose them. So, first song we have, Midnight Eyes. Any cool stories behind this? Um, cool stories, cool stories. Or just the reason uh, for why you picked it. Uh, I mean, I kind of picked this one because it's a, it's a slower piano song and there aren't that many of those on the network at the moment. Um, it's pretty much just a straight pop song. Um, and the guitars tar- charted to cello. <laughs> That's pretty awesome. <laughs> that is awesome, isn't it? That is awesome. What about uh? And what about the other song, "Beautiful Machine"? Um, "Beautiful Machine." Um, I just kind of picked that one because it's. That's a fun band song, at least I think so. It's got some. It's got a cool vocal part. It's got an interesting drum line. Um. And the guitar and the bass lines are interesting as well. It's I just kind of picked it as an overall fun song to play that rules. And I like <laughs> right, well, it. Well, they all rule, let's be honest. <laughs> but right now, we'll take a look at Midnight Eyes by Rose and Midnight Eyes by Rose of Jericho. Matt, that's your own song. How do you think it is? I think it rules. It's the greatest song <laughs> ever. It's only 80 points, and you should have already bought it. <laughs> no biases. No biases here. None Absolutely. whatsoever. He's right on every single point. <laughs> and I would like to add that the venue is stunning. Yes, you talked about uh, liking venue, and I think it really shows, and the songs that you put out, or at least in this one. I think it's a very strong venue. That's not something that people typically get. Um, but as for the song, it is very, uh, it's pretty mellow the entire time. But cool, cool mellow. It is cool. It's sort of like, it's something you don't see on the network all too often. It's just more relaxing. It's like, good mu- good song because it's good music. Right. It's sort of a... It's like a cool down song. Yeah, exactly. It's 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 a great break for your guitarist and your drummer and everybody. I mean, it's it's a vocalist song. If if you like to sing, this is this would be a song for you. Right, that too definitely. Yeah, the ending of this song was funny. We worked with a producer to make this music and he was very 
kind of trying to get the songs to sound a little more mainstream, a little more pop. And our drummer originally, he was kick happy. He likes to put kicks <laughs> everywhere. But at the end of this song, there's just these eighth note kicks. And this was the producer's idea. He's like, you know what would be cool to do? Eighth note kicks through the whole ending. I was like, really? <laughs> it is a pretty cool effect, I gotta say. Yeah. I'm a big fan of uh, metronome kicks. Well, I like the use of the instrumentation, how, you know, we've got the guitar, it's not on the guitar, it's actually on the cello, I think you said it was. Right, right. In the verses, you play the cello parts. Um, I mean, interestingly enough, too, when we, uh, pretty much everything that we do um, is done with Andrea, the singer, and me on guitar. So that was a guitar song. Um, the piano part that you're hearing was pretty much exactly how I played it on the guitar, just two notes like that going back and forth. And then once we got it to the studio, um, the producer was like, you know, this would be a cool piano song. So, And now you have it. a piano song. And now we have a piano song. Actually, we ended up with many piano songs. <laughs> I, I think it fits the song perfectly. So definitely, uh, definitely something to look out for. Uh, on the network. Oh yeah, I agree. That's that's something I want to see more of. Just in general, more variety in songs like that. Yeah, I don't think uh, I don't think a cooldown song should be understated. I think that they are very important. <laughs> so it's nice. It's just nice after like a bunch of really tough, stupid songs to just be able to say, you know what, this song's just gonna be calming. I'm not gonna have to freak out over it. I'm gonna. It's just gonna be. Listen to this and have fun. I'm I'm going to become one with the music. <laughs> exactly. As much as I can. You know who could really use this kind of music more is the PlayStation 3. They should <laughs> They should bring some songs over to the PlayStation 3. <laughs> songs like this song. Maybe. Just despite you, the only song that makes it is one that we did. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> that would be that would be terrible. <laughs> anyway, uh our second Rose of Jericho song is Beautiful Machine and here's a sample of that. Beautiful Machine by Rose of Jericho. That song's got disco beats. It, it's got disco beats, and then, and then it has, and then it has disco beats. <laughs> yeah, when we recorded that, the drummer he had to do it, I think five or six times, and he didn't screw up. We just try and get several takes, let him try different stuff here and there. And after about number five, he was like, "I don't want to play this song anymore." <laughs> Uh, is it all one take? No, yeah. it's just a, or the the drums is all one take. Yeah, Jesus, wow. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, and uh, the other interesting part is Andrea. That most songs are one take. We do it about fourteen times, but we'll just pick one and use it. One master take, basically. Yeah, one take, and that's because it just sounds. Sounds more real that way when when she's really into it. Um, the phrases just connect better, right? 
None of my music is one thing. <laughs> <laughs> it also has all sorts of guitar going on. It's like really, really powerful chords. Lots of three note chords going on more than you'd usually see. Yes. Three note chord heavy, but not in that in a stupid way. Like in a way that makes sense. Yeah. And I I mean I know that I generated some debate when it was going through the playtesting process. I mean the reason I I charted it with three note chords was the song is in drop D. And you actually when you're playing it on the guitar, there there are these kind of funky, really big chords. Even though I guess when you listen to the song it doesn't sound that way. But I guess that it just comes from me knowing how to actually play the guitar affects how I create the charts. And that would be an example of where it doesn't always mesh with, I guess, the standard of how you do things. Maybe. I'm not sure. I mean, like, just listening to it, it seems... I don't know, it seems like a chord that would be fine as a three-note chord to me. At least the intro. I don't know if there's later ones that are debatable. But, uh, so that, I mean, that's a really good song. Another great vocal song. Yeah, that's another. I I tried to sing that one. I can never get better than like ninety six percent. Too afraid. I would never, <laughs> never try to sing any of that. Yeah, Jericho song. yeah. The Ro- the Rosa Jericho song I had to play test. It was one of a small number of songs that managed to defeat me. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I, about- I watch these videos of these vocal FCs, and I'm like, what the hell. <laughs> Is that the, uh, was that Take Me Away, the one we did in week you aid? Yeah, that w- that's the one I'm referring to. I, I, that's why I wound up Final Tears, because you couldn't FC it. Yeah, when it, whenever, <laughs> whenever I can't FC a song, it's Final Tear. Just, just as a general rule. This is, this is also why Butter Snips is Final Tear. On vocals, yeah. Hmm. There's plenty of songs on drums we can't FC. That doesn't end up Final Tear, but... Yeah, no, it's, it, it's one of those obscure rules. One of those weird internal stuff that we do. Is there uh, anything else on Beautiful Machine that we want to touch on before moving on? Uh, I like that it's awesome and that it's only <laughs> 80 points and that you should go and buy it. <laughs> well, moving on, we can do my song, A Fresh Start. And here is a sample. song a fresh start sound offense tell me why i'm not a terrible guitarist uh that's and you can't you can't he's like you are a terrible guitarist okay i said it Uh, you you can't just like you need to like prep me for a question (laughs) like that because it's just like wait what what, is this like a trick question what am i supposed to say no that's like you're 400 times a guitarist i'll ever be certainly (laughs) but it's i like the way you uh, put those solos together it's sort of no, it just it flows really well for a, a guitar hero slash rock band song with the structure of the hammer-ons and pull-offs and such like that. Same reason I liked a guitar hero Aerosmith. Right, uh, Matt. I just like it's a it's an instrumental that's got a a melody that you can follow. It's just not an endless stream of notes, and 
I could play that and not die in the first 10 seconds. <laughs> Easy the instrumentals. Dr- the, the drums are fairly tricky, I gotta say. They're, they're fast-paced, and it's like punk-esque beat. It's sort of hard, mm-hmm. what, it's sort of hard to f- fit this into a genre, but I, I like the word funk. I don't know about funk. <laughs> f- it's funk rock. Well, it's kind of got that swing feel to it. Yeah, yeah, I mean, when I do, uh, I mean, the drums are all just sort of controlled through MIDI, but when I do it, I sort of just play the, uh, the guitar and bass tracks in my headphones and then sort of do it piece by piece, play what I would think I'd be playing. <laughs> just sort of air drum it out. So do you, you record the guitar and bass first and then you do the drums? Yeah, drums usually come last. Hmm, okay. Which kind of sucks, because when the drums get put in, everything sounds good all of a sudden. <laughs> <laughs> it's like all of a sudden it's like oh this is a song well yeah i mean it gives you that the groove it, it glues yeah. the whole song together for you yeah i I usually i also use, use a lot of rhythms in my guitar so i like there's a really strong you know swing to it i think you said uh to the guitar stuff yeah it's it's, it's swinging yeah and that's because i use a lot of rhythm in my guitar. anyway I first mean, start what continue the, the uh I mean, it's cool how you kind of do the duetting guitar and bass thing where they're kind of following each other. I mean, it's not very often where a lot of these guitar songs that I've seen, it's it's all guitar and then the bassist, he just kind of keeps up a line. He throws in his fills here, but the bassist kind of followed with the same melodies too. Well, I think, well, I think it's good, no matter what you two think. So <laughs> I didn't say I didn't like it. First, <laughs> all right. 80 points, it's in store. Go get it. I Very think nice. it's, I think it's cool. Anyhow, uh, we got one more song to go for tonight. This is a song by Jeff Orr called "Hanging by a Thread." That song, again, was Hanging by a Thread by Jeff Orr. Uh, Matt, what are your thoughts on that one? Um, I actually got to playtest that song, and I was, I was drawn to it just because it's catchy. It's, kinda, it's got this cool guitar groove to it. Um, it's got a cool bass part, too. Uh, I don't know. It's the, the chorus is kind of what brought me in. It's, this is like we were talking about. It's just good music. That's a, yeah, that's what I was gonna say about the, the the chorus is really strong in this song. I think it is very strong, very catchy. It's been in my head like on and off ever since I Especially first worked now. on it. Yeah, <laughs> now it's just gonna stay stuck in there. Is there anyone that Jeff Orr sounds like to you? No, no, not this time. I'll I'll try and th- I'll try and find a sound alike for our next podcast. You need, to, you need to come up with an analog for every vocalist that we get on the pod, that we uh, talk about. I'll, I'll give it my best shot. <laughs> but yeah, this this song is you know generally low tier on most instruments, but it's just you know a good song. It's fun to listen to. It's fairly fun to play. You could break this out at a party or something. Yeah, or another you know sort of a, maybe not so much, but a little bit of a mellow down track. Not if you're a vocalist, but <laughs> mellow down or else it's warm up. Yeah, yeah, it'll probably be better as a warm up track. I think that's a good point. 
<laughs> I mean, this is one of those songs where when you when you play it, everybody in the band sings along just because it's it's catchy and you're you're not balls of the wall trying to stay alive. Yeah, you're not yeah. like super focused. Like, there's so many hobos. <laughs> what do I do? <laughs> but yeah, it is. It's just good. Instru- uh, good musicality. Good all around. Uh, you know, if you downloaded it, just be warned that it is going to stay stuck in your head. For a long time, it we kind of put warnings on songs that are too catchy. <laughs> warning: This caught, which we still haven't talked about. We one of these days we're gonna talk about it because you just can't go without talking about it. We're just gonna put caught four times. Includes the final single digit episode of the Rhythm Authors podcast. Remember to check out rhythmauthors.com, follow us on Twitter at, at rhythmauthors, and subscribe to us in iTunes because that's that's where the big money comes from is iTunes. And remember to leave a review or rating there as well. And if you have questions about the Rock Band Network, you can check out rockbandnetwork.com. Uh, as for me, you can uh, find my tweets over on Twitter at, at the sound defense. And you can also check out my various writings at uh, Cracked.com and Nintendo Gal, and I think uh, a News 10 affiliate uh, before too long. We'll, we'll have more details on that another time. Oh, I have not heard about this yet. Matt? Yeah, it, it's new. And uh, if you guys want more info about Rosa Jericho, you just visit our webpage, rosajericho.com, or check us out on YouTube at YouTube slash Rosa Jericho Band. And if you're looking for me, you can find me at Twitter at, at Mistaken. You can check me out on YouTube at Mistaken or check out my original music at mistaken.bandcamp.com. That's M-Y-S-T-A-K-I-N. Matt, you, thank you very much for showing up on the podcast. Hey, no, no, no. I'm sorry it took me so long since you were the first post. <laughs> yeah, uh, after <laughs> what, like, 400 posts later? Yeah, I got kind of overwhelmed with everybody else. But I was glad to have you on. No, yeah, definitely. Thanks for inviting me. It was cool. Defense, you're vibrating into the Somebody's buzzing. <laughs> oh, my bad. You just wait till the podcast is over. God, it, it's a reminder to myself <laughs> from my phone. I thought you could say from myself.